so All-Star Weekend is officially over. Um, I ain't gonna ask a rating for it. Um, but the typical temperature that seems to be coming from All-Star Weekend is probably a, on the low end instead of the high end. There were some highlights. There were some things done that people liked. But overall, it seemed like every no, I don't want to say nobody, but it seems like the general consensus is nothing about All-Star Weekend was really enjoyable from commentators to the events to just everything in general. But with that being said, I'm John W. Fresh X. And we are the Hoopers. Um, yeah, so another All-Star Weekend has gone by. Shout out to Dame, All-Star MVP, first player ever to win All-Star MVP in three-point shootout. In the same weekend, he's only the second player ever to win a Saturday night event and All Star MVP. Shout out to Michael Jordan. Um, of course, Sabrina, Sabrina Inesco, and Steph Curry had their three point shootout, which Steph won that 28 um, 26. Matt McClung back to back slam dunk contest champion straight out the G League. Shout out to him for going out there and putting on a show. Um, the Indiana Pacers won the skill challenge. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not really, I'm not too familiar with how they do the new uh, Rising Stars Challenge, so I can't even tell you who exactly won that. Team Jalen won. Team Jalen Rose Jaylen won that. Shout out to Jalen uh, Rose and Ben Math Ben Mathurin got MVP. Shout out to both of those guys. Um, Indiana Pacers was representing all weekend. Um, pretty much though, because Tyrese had a good chance to win MVP. Oh yeah, for sure. Of the All Star game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, well, you want to start with All Star weekend before we get into you know loud. I actually personally enjoyed the skill, skills, <laughs> I, the uh, the Rising Stars game the yeah, most. Okay, that's what I sure. do wish they would not wish, but I do prefer if they would go back to it's too convoluted. Rookie, yeah, I, I like, prefer they much. go back to rookies versus sophomore, just do a regular game. But they it was competitive, um, and competitive is fun for me. Like Ben Mathurin clearly came. The Pacers clear the the Pacers. Excuse me, the Pacers player clearly took All-Star Weekend and hosting it serious, they all played serious. Tyrese right, sure. was trying to hoop, and he was, like, I seen him was hosting, like, a couple parties and stuff like that. Like, he was really the ambassador, and that's what you yeah. need for the home uh, team or whatever. Sure. Like you said, they, they team won the skills challenge. Um, ben won MVP, and he was real intentional. Like, he came out in that first game, like, getting buckets. He hit the, the game-winning shot. He was kind of really going at I've seen somebody, he was going at Jaden. Jalen Ivey, I seen someone says that he always makes it a point to go at him because Detroit picked him before him, so it was mm. kinda like sending I didn't know I didn't know that. That's something I saw on NBA Twitter. Okay, okay, okay. Um but the games was tight. Uh the G League team beat Victor's team and like they team was of course they had Victor Wimbayama, so people thought they was gonna win, but like the G Leaguers came out led by Matt McClung and a couple other players, like they came out there ready to hoop. So I thought the Rising uh, Stars was like pretty. It was actually pretty good, okay, honestly. Okay, okay. Uh, and to be fair, so the Rising Stars game, even back in the day, like um, it's always been. It's good, always right? been. It's always been fun and good and competitive because these were the players. This be that. This is their really realistically. This is a lot of these players' first time being in the spotlight. Exactly. Not just being on like not just being on national TV, but actually being but spotlighted being spotlight, on national yeah. TV. So it's but it's time to do you know. Do your best. And I think hard. it's cool that they put like it Friday too. night. So it's like, it's about them. Friday night is about the Rising Star. Saturday night is the dunk contest and the three-pointer. And you got the awesome. So it is a night that's for them. So it's I, I, I've never understood why they changed it because the game never was really lackluster, in my opinion. 
maybe you win a couple of years without star stuff, but like the rookies always play. They don't turn it down, the rookies and the sophomores. So right. but remember they went to the world thing and that got kinda weird doing the world versus the but it, it's always been competitive back to when they first began. But we've seen big plays from the Kyrie on the Brandon Knight play to when LeBron, Wade and Melo plays together on the team, Amari out mm-hmm. there, like sure. um it's some the Rising Stars rookie versus sophomore game has always been a solid game. So I enjoyed that um, this year. But, um, shoot, we can go. Let's get into We can start with Saturday night. Uh, nice, nice, Because, I mean, we, we basically covered Friday night. The Rising Stars was entertaining. Ben Mathurin got the MVP. Um, Mac McClung looked like an NBA player out there, which was good. Like, he, he wanted to come hoop. Um, just trying to highlight some things that happened. Uh, rising stars like Paolo looked good from the jump. Chet hooped. Um, can't uh, got to get credit to Alondis Williams. Like he was out there. Uh, he he put on a show in that first game. Like when they went up against Victor's team, um, and even Victor, even though they lost, I, I've said it a couple times, and I think other people are noticing it too. I appreciate that Victor. He knows that he's like the spotlight, whether he's asking for it or not. And and I, I'm not saying he knows it as and he moves arrogantly, but he moves accordingly. Know, accordingly, as far as like he comes out there and he he know they're sitting there to see him play, so he was aggressive from the start. If the shots don't fall, they don't fall. But he ain't shying away from it. He right, ain't too right. cool. Let me sit on the bench. Let me not try to do what people came to see him do. So I pre- right. I, I pre- appreciated that about him, and he's been doing this in summer league, honestly. You know, despite that first game that he had, that some people was kind of tough on him because he had a rough first game. But Victor seems to step up for the moment, and I even listened to somebody. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but it was on uh, ESPN Radio because we get ESPN Radio here. Um, um, but he was speaking about how even in his games, if you look at his stats against some of the bigger name players, KD, the Embiid game, LeBron, he has 30 in all of those games. So he's he's clearly taking this stuff seriously. So shout out to Victor for that. Nah, yeah, I think that's sure. that that the intent is well. Nah, yeah. Is well in that. Shout out to all the intentional players doing All Star Weekend. Uh, let's start with we can start with some Saturday. Night so, Saturday night, of course, slam dunk contest, three point shootout, skills challenge. Like I said, of course, Indiana Pacers won the skill challenge. Um, this is so weird because it's like you know it's like who did you expect to win, but. Seeing the Indiana Pacers win, especially with a player like Tyrese Halliburton, um, All-Star as well, haven't had many national TV games. Once again, um, you know, just going after the moment and actually participating and being intentional about it. Do you like like the team format where it's three players from one team instead of how it used to be just individually? Would you like to see them go back or are you cool with this format, I guess? I don't mind it being a team aspect, like how it went towards the end where it was like bigs versus it's smaller. Small, but yeah. I don't like the the three on three. It's mainly because we're getting put in a chokehold by the Anton and Kufos. I get it, Giannis is one of the biggest <laughs> stars. But I'm tired of saying him and his family in the skills challenge every year. And I don't say I don't care if that sounds like hate, honestly, because it's not hate. I don't think that they should be there every year. No, like it, when it was in Milwaukee, it was cool, but it's like all right. Let's move on from that no, now. Put the holidays in. It, that, I was just about to say, like the holidays not in it every year. If you wanted to do a family, family group, thing, I'm okay yet. with that. But I don't get why it has to be them every year. But I think that it should go back to an individual thing. Like I, I like the the skills challenging. 
the skill challenge isn't one of the oldest things that's been around. Right, so right, right, right. we're old enough to remember when it first started. Even though we were younger when it first started, definitely definitely had to be teenagers since we weren't yeah. that young, but young enough to remember when it started. But it, it was always a solid event because it's one of those events where you can have fun, but people, it's not even about taking it serious. It's about wanting to win. Like, I'm going to win. Right, <laughs> Just like, real quick. If I, don't, if I don't, cool, I'm going to have fun with it. But, like, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm win it. So, um, I don't think it's like, oh, let's go away from the three on three. Like it's, it's not like yeah, yeah, sure. hit or miss for me. But I would prefer if it was just individualized. And maybe if you did do, like how they did bigs versus guards. Well, when Carl Anthony Towns was the first big man to win it, mm-hmm. or you do, if you want to do a group, switch the groups up. Honestly, yeah, I like sure. the, having a home team. If you want to do a family group, cool. Make it the Lopez's next year or something. But. Because I do think they also went away from the group. Because remember, they went away from the three on three. Yeah. So it's kind of like I kind of was feeling it goes there. How you keep a team facility time. type thing yeah. going on? So I get it. I just don't want to see Giannis and his family in it. Every no, I, year. No, <laughs> like, I, I, that's I, really my main issue. No, I can definitely respect that. <laughs> and as far as keeping it, you know, team individual, I would, I wouldn't mind it going back to individuals. But I think with your point, as far as you know, being three on three, um, yeah, just switch the team up. Like maybe one year we get a current player, a star, whatever, you know, something like that. So we can kind of mix it up, especially when you have at this point. I feel like, if not, because I feel like, I don't think they would did it last year, but either this year or last year between, you know, them doing, announcing the top 75 list, one of these competitions should have been legend or legend. legend. Right? And, yeah. that, and I feel like the skills competition being three on three would definitely um, fit that more. Um, I don't know, like, did you see the Scotty Barnes when you know he tried to shoot the ball backwards, then drill the ball off his knee? I actually didn't see. I went back and watched some of the Saturday. Like I went back and watched the dunk contest, but I didn't yeah. watch none of the Saturday stuff live. Nah, but all right, just off that, and like I say, he literally, you know, his team, him, Trey Young, Tyrese Maxey, were at the park. You know, you gotta make the jump shots at the end of it. Yeah. You know, one time he just turned the ball, turned around, and threw the ball over his head. Like when you see, like just hearing about that, just hearing that, just that kind of feel like the players out of it at that moment especially not hitting shots and do you think that's kind of a bad look honestly at this point yeah because like I think it's context to everything No, yeah, sure. so let's say if they're winning by this huge lead or somebody's so on fire that they do something like that because I don't like people think when we'll probably get into it more with the game that for some reason that competitive can't be fun and the reason why people are begging for competitiveness throughout the whole All-Star Weekend is because that's what was fun. These entertaining games, entertaining moments, have fun with certain parts, but still have, like, what makes the NBA, the players that made them the best, at least what we saw coming up and how a lot of people took it was, these players had such a drive to want to be the best. Not just make it to the league, but be an All-Star, be a top pick, win championships. And all that came with winning, and everything is like it's not cool to win type of thing nowadays. We all too cool to do stuff. That's why I'm just putting context to that. I didn't see how the Scotty Barnes thing actually went down, but I've heard so many people talk about it, and not even just from Scotty Barnes, just their team, period, about yeah. how they didn't, the intent didn't seem to win. Right. It's more just let's do some fun and let's, you can have fun with them winning. So, and I think that's, you know, kind of the issue that some people have with some of these things going on. Right. So, 
On to the dunk contest because we say three point shots like on to the dunk contest. Yeah, I mean, the three point shot seems like that's the only thing that no, is working. And I, and I actually I got another thought. That's also so, okay. I got no, a thought on that as well. But the slam dunk contest um, again. At this point, we've all seen it. We don't have to be super negative about it right now. Um, it was some bad attempts. Um, shot like I said once again. Shot Matt McClung for winning it. Shot all the people who entered and participated in it. I know. There's always arguments, you know, uh, at, at the one season. The main argument is, oh, we've seen everything to this point. There's other, no, there's people out there who can do this, that, and the third. They should invite them. They're not NBA people. If something happens, the NBA ain't trying to worry about that. So y'all exactly. get that, get that idea out of mind. They will never invite a non-affiliated NBA member to participate in anything outside of the slavery game. Never gonna happen, and they sh- and they shouldn't invite. Them. <laughs> outside of the slavery game, it's never gonna happen. But um, yeah, of course, Jalen Brown was only all star in it. If that's important to you, if it's not, because Jalen Brown had some terrible attempts. How he made it to the finals, nobody will ever know. That's not to be like I said. It's not to be negative. That's to be real. That's what everybody's saying. Do you put the not the blame, I guess, but at this point with how the dunk contest is, do you put it more on? The judges not really being fair with these scores, whether it should be a good score or a bad score, or that there's no showmanship in it at all anymore to the point where the fans are getting excited to where they're putting pressure on these judges to make fair scores for these players. Because I know the one clip that's been going up is um, that I've been saying they put Daryl Armstrong up uh, when he was in the dot contest and he basically lost the ball going on way up his layup. His score was a twenty-five. Like they wasn't being nice about it. Like, nah, this is what you get. Do you think you know? Do you think either one of those things have something to do with it, or it's just that nobody's really just trying to lose and compete in it, and not not even necessarily have fun in the dunk contest? Like they just there to be there. Exactly, and like first first of all, the dunk contest. Shout out to Jalen Brown for being intentional about wanting to be in it, and I'm not mad at Mac McClung for being in it because Mac McClung is. Are starting his own right. Like I've known Mac McClung since high school, mm-hmm. um, just because not even because he could hoop, but he was a viral sensation type of thing. So he's been. It was Mac McClung and Zion. They were the two biggest. They probably yeah, they, are they, they, they the same class. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure they're the same class. But they were two of the biggest pause figures that we've had in high school basketball just with the following over the last like ten years. They both like I could remember just seeing Mac McClung videos all the time. But I think. The judges are too tough at certain points because it's for me. It's not just about something we've never seen before. Even though if you can do something that we haven't seen before, that's cool. I think that's that. You know that should be worse. But we've seen almost every dunk. You can switch it up and do something, but it, it's still it's a windmill. Yeah. It's still between the legs. But for me, it's like execution and when the crowd gets into it and stuff like that. So. Like one of the dunks that Mac McClung did, the uh, the the backwards dunk where he grabbed it, paused, and he let the ball go, and he thought he, and he he threw the ball in there. I thought that was like flawless execution. And he got like a forty-seven for it because it's like, oh, we've seen. It's an iteration of the dunk that he did last year where he double clutched it. It's just a little bit different because he lets the ball go, but he might have did executed this one better than he did that one, honestly, right. and. I think that that should play a part into it, and it shouldn't just have to be something we've never seen. I think the showmanship of it, and not just something as drastic as Blake Griffin rolling out a car, but just doing some entertainment props, 
jumping like I saw uh, one of the homies from Off the Ball Network said it. I can't remember who though, but like jumping over somebody twenty years ago was the greatest dunk we ever seen, and now it's kind of like waved off. But I do think it's still ways where jumping over people can be executed correctly, where it shouldn't be about that. Oh, we've seen you jump over somebody before. Is how flawless you executed it. So, um, so the showmanship of it, getting the crowd involved, I think all that should play a part into it, and that what makes it fun. Now, if you just if it's just a bad dunk, the execution is bad, you missing. You done tried it multiple times. You don't understand the dunk. The crowd doesn't even get a reaction. Give them a five. I don't care. Like, if, if it sucks, <laughs> it sucks. But nah, I don't okay. think that just like I'm just thinking about that Matt McClung dunk in particular, I think he took a hit because it was like, oh, we seen him double clutch before. Right. But it's like this is different. The concentration of it is different because he's dropping the ball and he got to catch again. And I know he didn't, you know, it was quick, but still. You have to do that and then execute. Look, you can see you him look at it. the ball and then look at the rim. Nah, that little split second, he could have got hung on the rim. So, I think the execution matters. And some of the judges do take themselves a little too, too serious. Where they could, you know, they could have gave him a fifty for that dunk, and right. I think it would have been okay. Nah, yeah, for sure. And like you say, um, like I'm definitely on the side because even, even looking through the years, there's always been a dunk that's been kind of like. Nobody got it at first. The first time you see it, um, the Gerald Green blowing the candle blowing out, the, candle the cupcake, out, right? Dwight Howard stamping the sticker on the yeah, backboard. Yeah, go back and look at it again. Uh, Even the Gerald Green, like got, the, uh, the windmill with no shoes, with no on. shoes on, and that like people didn't understand. People didn't understand when Vince Carter put his arm I mean, in the, the rim, rim the first time. Not they yet, had to go so. back and look at him, like this man just put his arm in the rim. Now, yeah, for sure, and you can say that even goes to that's worked against a lot of players. Um, like I said, not even saying that's not a fair point, but I'm just saying that there's been plenty of examples that, like, go back and look at Sean Kemp or some of his dunk contests where he's doing these dunks, and it's not that they're bad dunks or it's like this wasn't a good dunk, but it's like, well, I don't get what you're doing for real. Like, you're doing, thing, you're doing yeah. a lot of stuff, but I don't get what you're doing. And, you know, it's just, you know, that's no, that has nothing to do against what the player that's dunking. It's just, that just comes off like that sometimes. They just don't get it realistically because – as much as entertaining as dunking is, is also when it's in the something like a dunk contest is also kind of not to be snobby about it, but like an art form as well because yeah. you're, because you're putting on the show. It's exactly. like you're entertained at that moment. So yeah, you definitely got to have a mix of it being something tough and creative and still dump it down a little. Nah, bit. Don't nah, go yeah, over, for sure. Don't, don't go, go over the head too nah, much. Yeah, don't don't, like, don't, don't look at all the you time. I mean? <laughs> and then the, um, the other point you brought up about you know like you know maybe it's the iteration of a dunk you did before, and I just go back and think. To your point, you always make when we're even just discussing this in our off time, not off time, but when we're just hanging out and shit. Um, like, like Dominique Wilkins won dunk contest, just doing dropping straight with like shout out to Jason Richardson, who I think in the the three he won because I don't count that Fred Jones one. In the three he won, all his dunks, you know, windmill through the legs, um, brick. Yeah. Him doing it in a different kind way, of way. Nah, yeah. but the execution is so flawless. It's right, like, it's cool. Like, when Jordan, I didn't realize it because I didn't watch it live, obviously, but when he jumped from the free throw line <laughs> the first time, or uh, the the time when he won in Chicago, uh, the when he do the logo, the one yeah, that we, the yeah. most famous one, he missed that dunk the first time. I didn't, did you know that? He missed the dunk the first time and he had to do it again. I didn't know that, but I know that he, uh, was it that one or the second, either that one or the second one he won. He jumped from the line in two different rounds. It was that one. Yeah, it was that one because the, the first one, and yeah, because in the round one. before when he did it, when he made it, 
he actually jumped further than the one that, that he they missed, wanted. Right. It, but and the one they wanted the, where he missed it first and then <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but it was just the spec the spectacle of it, like you say, making the logo not even the it's not a, something we haven't seen before, but it's you know, just how he's doing it. Like Doctor J gave you the Statue of Liberty kinda whereas Jordan, you know, being Jordan contorting his body and all this, that and the yeah, third and the kinda, kinda, you know Kind of back, yeah, kind of back a little bit. bit. So it was like, yeah, so it was like that's the showmanship part to it, and that's you know, even though we've seen this, the crowd has seen this, the judges have seen it, it's still the showman of it. Of damn, he actually still, you know, even though he missed the first one, he actually was able to do it though, right. regardless. Cause and what can you do when the crowd is on their feet going crazy? Who's the one that's going to give him a, an a eight? Because <laughs> you missed it the first time. Everybody <laughs> in the stands is cheering for it. Right, now, nah, for sure. So. Shout out with the show that Dominique put on, but you couldn't not give him a 10 for that. Like, just for just off the showmanship factor of it. Right, so. But, I know this is always, you know, this is the main question I always get asked about these things because it's like, you know, how do you fix it? How do you fix it? Yeah, but not even, that's not even necessarily how would you fix it, but how would you make it to where it's, enjoyable entertaining and it's coming off as not necessarily a bias but the judges are actually into the dunks what would you do to help make it more entertaining or make it more to where players want to be involved in it without just throwing a cash prize incentive into it jesus christ right and I, that's why i was about to start like shout out to the players if they're gonna give y'all more money <laughs> nah, like, make yeah, the money. like my bad but, yeah of course but, but like, if they're gonna give you more money make more money and as a guy that did not make the nba my opinion on this don't fucking matter. At all. But I am so tired of this era of people needing extra incentives to get paid to do something that the people before them push forward so they can get paid in the way that they get paid now. It's like no sacrifice for the people to come next. Because if this stuff it if if the it don't matter what one or two people think if the overall consensus is that this is lackluster and stuff like that it can go away and i think that they take for granted that they can stop getting tv deals for these games and it could just be all right we're just gonna name the all-star we're gonna go away from it but that's a look you might not realize it now but that's a little bit of your money that you're gonna lose by not having this day to have it broadcast and stuff like that so it's like everything shouldn't have to be an extra monetary incentive when some stuff is charity for the fans who are buying these tickets, buying these jerseys, watching the games, buying the merch, and for the people that came before that set the groundworks to make this sport popular, and for the people that come after. So when they come into the league, it's like, oh, we don't got to do extra to make up for what didn't happen before. And, right. and, and I think that's what really be missing. It be about everything except basketball. And shout out to these guys and their brands and how much money they make and their businesses off the court and they not just dumb jocks no more. I don't care about none of that shit, honestly. And like I said, I didn't make it to the league, so who cares? It's cool that they have a life after basketball because even as a guy that didn't make it, it is a struggle sometimes to figure out right, what am I doing next when you've been trained to do this your whole life. Right. You're a basketball player right now. This is how you get paid. You might be making money in other areas, but I guarantee you your biggest check is your NBA contract. This is what matters the most, and I wish more players felt like that and didn't feel like this is just like whatever. 
it you you are there because the fans want to see you. So why not take it a little bit seriously? Everything for the fans. Why not show up and participate for the fans? Because guess what? That's why they are able to. I'm never one of these people that say they make too much money, and not just because I love love the game, but I don't think they make too much money because if you can convince a million people to spend their money to come watch you play to come do whatever you do you can convince a million people to watch you paint a picture you deserve whatever profit comes out of that because they're paying you to do that they're paying you for that skill so this the also weekend is supposed to be an appreciation of the fans a celebration of the game and why people appreciate the game and all that and it's like you need money to do everything and truth be told a lot of them have incentives in their contract for making the All-Star team, so you getting extra money for being there. <laughs> yeah, already, so right. that's something else. I think what truly got to happen, which now we're just at a generation of era of players where they don't, it's not a big deal for them because this is a time off. This is a break in the middle of the season and things like that. I think what's going to have to happen is you just got to get one of these people to come out that's competitive. That's like, hey, I'm, I'm coming out here. I want to win this. I want this weekend to be about me. Remember, like, people will go off. And it'll be about them for a couple of days. Like that's what you be on Sports Center, you be in front of the newspaper, you gonna be on Sports Illustrated or Slam or whatever. And that's what it was about. And I think you just gotta have a player that that's what they they care about. Because at the end of the day, the judges can be too serious, but you can't be too serious when the fans are going crazy. Because even if the fans don't check you on it, somebody in your ear gonna be like, hey. Fans is loving this, and y'all giving them low scores. Like somebody's gonna tap them on the shoulder and, and say, "Do do better with Not y'all scores sure. or whatever." And you you just can't deny when it's a show. You can't deny when the fans are going crazy when somebody steps on the court. And I think the players have to embrace that, and they have to want to do it. Some players are hurt, and I think that would if it, like I don't. I think Ja would do it. I think you could convince Ja to get into the dunk contest. And I think if the right people got into it. It'll make it exciting. So we're going to hope that they're all healthy next year because the dunk contest didn't just used to be about all-stars. It was also about up-and-coming players. Not and sure. for that, and I ended with this, I put it on the NBA to do their scouting better because we talked about potential participants. And we don't know if they eventually asked them, but at one point the NBA didn't ask somebody like Jalen Johnson to be in it. He's going to be up for most approved player. And when he jumps, his head is at the top of the backboard. He should have been in this contest. It's a young guy, Camp, young player, Cam Whitmore. Like, Cam would have did this as a way of putting his name on the map. I only think Cam was in the Rising Stars game, and he should have been. Mm-hmm. So I put that on the league to kind of do your research, too. Nice. But if everybody's healthy next year, I would love to see some type of iteration of Ja, Anthony Edwards, Zion, Shaden Sharp, Cam Whitmore, Jalen Johnson. Start with those six people. Shout out to Mac, because Mac is a professional dunker. So I think Mac should have it if he want to come back, because I don't think he Mac is a big enough star. So that's I'm cool with Mac. If Mac wants to come back, Mac should be a part of that also. But yeah, um, sure. the players gotta want to do it. Like they gotta want to do it. He gotta want to do it for for the game. Like you gotta want to do it for the game because I I just think we just at a point where they don't think it could go away. But I don't think NFL players thought the Pro Bowl could go away either. <laughs> Until it happens, like, it, it, it happens once <laughs> once the viewers start tuning out. It don't make sense to add this into my budget, and the money is gone. They will take it away, oh, like they right. will. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree on all your points, man. I would like to say, I'm not saying that to make excuses for it, but I do remember at one point when they introduced the wheel, 
in the uh, slam dunk contest yeah, in, my, in, our, in our teenagers, they've always tried to figure out ways to reinvigorate it. But um, it just seemed like as of lately, it's been super stale. Like, not, I think after the Vince Carter one, it was just there was nothing else that lived up to that hype in those years in between that and the Jason Richardson one and the Desmond Mason one. Excuse me, but Desmond Mason had a good slam dunk contest the year he won it. But I just don't think that there was anything to live up to the Vince Carter hype, so that's what kind of staled it out then. And then after Fred Jones won it, even though Jason Richardson should have won it, I felt like that killed it a bit after that as well. To, I feel like those years between Jason Richardson and Zach Levine, there really wasn't. It was like one or two. Like Dwight, it was one dead Dwight. Yeah, my, yeah, Dwight. Like, but it would be one every three years, years right. every four years, opposed to we got to entertain mm-hmm. the dunk contest. Every year doesn't have to be the best one ever. But they should be, be entertained. entertained. They should be entertained every year. Um, over to the three point shootout, which over the last past say about five to ten years has been the more marquee of the Saturday night events and like I said I had a thought on that and my thought on that is if you look at how the game is played now once again I'm not making any excuses for if you don't find any of these events entertaining I'm just saying these are my thoughts on it if you look at the way the game is played at the moment and just the style of player everybody's a shooter Um, everybody even though we all know it's Steph Curry nobody has his as far as Volume made, volume attempt, the percentage, you know, high percentage. Nobody shoots as well as him. But the three-point shootout feels like the one time. It's like we all in a big sword fighting event. We can find out who the best sword fighter for all my nerds out there. Um, and I think that's what kind of fuels the three-point shootout at this point of the NBA because if you look at the players as in the day, considered one of the best shooters in the game, Devin Booker, the um, – Carthy Towns as a big man considers himself the great, the best shooter, big man ever. You have Steph, Clay, players like that. It's like nobody that's not a real shooter doesn't enter the three point shootout because this is like the one time to prove like maybe I am the best shooter this year. But as far as three point shootout go, um, how are you feeling about it this year? Because it was once again super competitive. Right, the three point shootout is one because I think. One thing that's always common is shooting games. That 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 oh, yeah, that sure. typically yeah. gets people competitive no matter what. Even in just in the neighborhood, regular game of like uh, uh, out or the little team shooting game where you shoot. Shooting games always gotta get people Round going. World, yeah, so sure. I th- I think the three the three point shootout is entertaining because people they take it. That's probably one of the few things they do take seriously. Like I said, the rookies and sophomores. Rising Stars take the Rising Stars game serious, and people take the three-point shootout serious because at the end of the day, shots go in and they don't. So I don't think people feel as embarrassed if they miss because everybody knows that the stakes are high with the three-point shootout, I guess. But something about that in particular, it, it hasn't lost. Um, it, it's never lost it being competitive. And um, the players, they typically want to be in it, and especially like not even just – the shooters, like you, the star players want to be in it oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I don't think it's much to do with the three. You know, keep doing what you do. At, we're, at some point, they might do end up having that as the main event. That's kind of been an off-and-on conversation the last couple of years. But the way threes are emphasized, and if you're not going to get people to show up for the dunk contest, why not make it the main event? Honestly, right. I'm kind of leaning towards the three-point shot yeah. should be the main event at no. that point. No, yeah, I definitely agree. Like I say, I definitely agree with that. It's the one thing where, you know, it's 
I know I'm, the shot is quick enough, so it's either it's going in or it's going out. And like right. I say, once you done made two, three in a row, you know, you done killed the whole rack or what, excuse me, you done knocked down the whole rack. Like, the next person asks you, like, nah, you ain't just fitting, like, I'm finna knock, like, everybody's thinking I'm finna knock down every shot out here. Exactly. So it does get super competitive, regardless if you're, a, you know, one of the shooters, one of the better shooters in the league, or you just a player that thinks you can shoot, and you just want to be in a competition. Um, like I said, they kind of tweaked every every um, event. I know they, like, over years, I think they got the four-point ball, and they got the one rack where it's all money balls. Right. You yeah. could, like I said, because nothing has seemed to change about the three-point shootout as far as competitive nature and entertainment value go, you cool with keeping it that way, or would you not mind it going back to this uh, regular format? And that's cool, because that's just a way to get up more points Point. no, on yeah, the boards. Sure. And then even, it still makes you competitive in a way, because having a whole money ball rack is like, ah, oh, I missed all these shots, but it's still like, dang, let me knock down all them shots, I'm still in the game. So it's still, it keeps it competitive. I don't think it makes it gimmicky. And right. when it becomes gimmicky is when it's like, all right, let's not do that. Sure. It's still feels natural honestly so I'm, I'm i really don't got no issues with the three-point contest like they, they never change it to these teams versus this team or the america versus the world yeah, yeah. type of thing they, they tried to do in every thing they just have kept it regular overall except like you said adding the you choose it's like and you get to choose where your money ball spot is it. too so yeah. it's, it's really supposed to make your same grace if you have a tough spot like oh yeah i'm gonna knock down shots from here put put it put the rack over here nah, so sure. yeah nah, I'm cool with what they do with the three point shootout honestly that's one of the ones where people they they show up they want to win no nah, yeah definitely yeah same same beat here uh, yeah, not, like I said cause there's not much you can do with a three point shootout you, you just can't make it gimmicky is all and there's really no way to make a shooting game gimmicky off the top right. of my head honestly not for real not for real so moving on to the Steph versus Sabrina and the three point for the three point shootout championship NBA versus WNBA. Of course, Steph wanted 28-26. Is this something you want to see him keep doing and rotate players? Or is this one of those things where it's like, it was cool this year? Then we ain't got to keep doing this thing. They don't got to do it no more. I, I'm not going to say it wasn't cool this year because I wasn't like, oh, why are they doing <laughs> nah, this? No, yeah, not on that time. Or don't do it, yeah. but I, it was more like a – I didn't see the purpose of it, honestly. I mean, Dame won a three-point contest last year, so – I. I don't even see why Steph was in it, but I, I don't mind them doing something to highlight the WNBA, and that's what I look at this as, is this is a way to highlight the WNBA. But what I don't like is everybody's like, oh, yeah, she was in it because she broke the record. And I, I just want people to – either we want to combine them or we want to keep them separately because when we go to certain things about it, it's like, oh, why do we got to compare them? And then stuff like this is like, well, this is why they compare them because you don't like it if – we ain't even got to get to why people do and don't like certain stuff. I just don't like how people play the fence of not wanting to compare when it looks unfavorable for one side, but then want to compare when it looks good. Either we don't want to compare or we do. No. So, But if it was a thing where, like you said, well, I, we're going to switch it up every year and we're going to do more different people, right. then I'm cool with that. But I'm like, Steph didn't even win the three-point last year, so I don't, I don't oh, get why yeah, he, he was, was the shooter. Nah, yeah, sure. But Steph is a star. Sabrina is a star. So... You know, it's just about a star shooting contest, but I get that she broke the record, but that doesn't mean that she's just automatically the best shooter, the best women's basketball shooter ever, or even currently. She probably is the best current woman shooter. I'm not saying that she's not, but winning one three-point contest, like Steph has won a couple three-point contests. He's all-time leading in three-point shooting. 
it's a reason he's there. So it's it's just little, but that's part of marketing the stars what the league have always done. But it's like you got to be able to back it up too, and she hasn't had the career yet to back it up because it's just getting started. She's just beginning. Well, she's not yet for sure. Um, so, and like I said, I know one thing I've been seeing going around. I'm not saying I agree with it. This is just like one thing I say. I know um, Reggie, I think Reggie Miller said it last night on the broadcast. Not last night on the broadcast, excuse me, on Saturday night. They should go to two-on-two and have it be Sabrina and Caitlin Clark versus Dame. Dame Caitlin Clark ain't even in the WWE yet. Yeah, like, that was my thoughts on it, too. Like, why does it have to – I get why you go – You Caitlin Clark is the name you throw out there, but Caitlin Clark also isn't in the WNBA yet. So you can't already have that be a thing. Right. And once again, I think once you get it to that part, to where it's a two-on-two event, now it's gimmicky. Right, and exactly. if we're going to do it, it should be Dame versus whoever from the WNBA, not just whoever, but And also other stuff, WNBA. like saying it should be Clayton, Caitlin Clark is why respect the sheriff's suits, why she said what she said about how they're not just going to come in and dominate. Because I think Caitlin's going to be great, actually. I think she's going to break down and surprise the record for all-time lean score eventually. But we are years away from that. That's how good I think she's going to be. But she got to prove it. She can go to the league and be trash. She's probably not, but she could. So, in that, it's things like that where respected vets like Cheryl Swoops. And you've seen it when LeBron first came into the league. And you got to respect the pros. And as Reggie Miller being a pro, you should know that. Like, you respect the professional. She's not a professional yet. And she's going to be. She's going to be an amazing one. But let her get there first before we start saying that she deserves to be in a shooting contest with Steph Curry. Like, what? Steph Curry, he's a four-time champion. Why should he make time for Clayton Clark? <laughs> yeah, make it to the league first, and if you could do it, then be there. There, there, are, women, there are women in the WNBA more deserving of, of that slot than it being uh, this young lady in college. I wouldn't put a college basketball player out there with no NBA players. So right. let her get to the league first, and then maybe we can talk about her uh, – being in this contest because Sabrina at the end of the day won the WNBA's yeah, yeah. All-Star Weekend three-point contest by breaking an all-time by smashing the record so sure. that's why that's why she was there no matter if I think it should happen or not she was there for a reason nah yeah for sure um, last thought on this would you like to see them do I don't know if this would make a gimmick or not but maybe return the favor and have an NBA player do it them or them incorporate something with the NBA players at WNBA All-Star Weekend yeah, I think Steph should be there for, or Dame should be there for the, for the WNBA. It'll be a, a bigger event for that than it would be for the NBA. Like it'll draw way more interest. I respect that. But yeah, if, 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 if that's what we're doing, do it again. Why not? No, yeah, I respect that. So on to the course, the main attraction is of course Sunday night. That's the All Star Game. Um, go over some good highlights first. Shout out the University of Kentucky had seven All Stars this year. Um, I don't think I have to name them. Y'all should know the seven, but shout out to all six. Shout out to Coach Cal and all the work he's put in getting these players into the league and prepared in the league as far as being contributing NBA players. Um, like I say, once again, Dame Lillard named All-Star Game MVP. The record was broken at All-Star Game. The East scored 211 points, first time in NBA history where – in that where there was a 200-point game. Is it? Yeah. First time ever in NBA history with a 200-point game, of course, an all-star game. Um, where should we start? Where do you want to start with this? I guess, first and foremost, like, 
keep on how we've been doing this. Um, once again, not asking you to rate it of one scale of one to ten, this as a third. But what's guess? What's your overall thoughts on the All Star game? This should just get started off. I mean, overall, I I could tell early in the game the vibe it was gonna be. So and then they started so late because we told they they we supposed to start at eight. They didn't tip until eight forty two. Like that's crazy. And the way they came out, I can already tell it was it wasn't about to be a competitive game. So I decided to just watch the game later instead of trying to stay up and watch it. Um, I think the game is just like it's just a fun moment for the players. The players aren't out there thinking about competing and actually playing like a pickup game. I'm I'm so tired of hearing the don't nobody want to get hurt excuse. Like we probably can name every player that's ever been hurt in the in, in the NBA All Star game seven through years. We probably can name every player that's ever been hurt in the NBA All-Star game. It's never stopped people from competing. So, from that standpoint, I think if you wanted to see good shooting, if you wanted to see a team score 200 because this is something you don't see often, that also displays the best players on the world. They're like, you get them on the court, you let them shoot, they, how many points can they put up? So, from that standpoint, it could be entertaining. People, It could be fun. The long threes that they're shooting, Dame hit two from – behind the half court line just to see him go up and down regular shot I think all that's cool for me personally I think it's a difference in the game being just for entertainment and it and it being competitive like I think the game is for entertainment right now you got the stars the jerseys look good the branding is there but it's not about really who wins or loses honestly I don't think it matters and the games that we watched when we were younger that made us stay up to watch the game was about it being competitive. The East wanted, they knew they were underdogs versus the West. They wanted to win. The West knew that they were juggernauts. They didn't want to give that. Like, I've seen Kobe say how, like, when him and Chris Paul was on team, they made it known to each other, like, we ain't never losing in this game. And you don't have to play like it's a game seven. Like, I hate that people think the only way a game can be competitive is if it's the goddamn playoffs. Like it don't just got to be a playoffs for the game to be, for any kind of game to be competitive. But with that being said, that's the culture that people have wrote about, talked about, said that they want to see for the last 10 years. And that's what we get. So I think it's a mix of this is what people have said they wanted to see. They said they tell these players that nothing else matters except winning the championship. Why are you playing hard for the offside game MVP? It don't matter at the end of the day. It don't help you win. That's how y'all sound. But then when they come out there and it's 200 and nobody wants a guard, this is our break. Now we mad at the players. Y'all told them that this does not matter. Oh, it's just a showcase anyway. It's just for entertainment. Y'all told them it don't matter. So it don't matter. So I think a mix of that, a mix of the 2010 era players wanted to use this as a break, which is why the week is longer in between games now than it used to be. Like, they would how it used to be. They be playing tomorrow, games over Sunday. It be games on Tuesday. They don't play again to Thursday. Most teams have not played since last Wednesday. It was a game Thursday, two games I believe. But most teams haven't played since last week, so it's legit a break. And you can see that in somebody like Anthony Edwards saying he don't look at the game. He don't think it's ever gonna be competitive, and he wasn't even saying it like trying to, you know, what I mean, talk it down, but. He was like, they look at it as a break. It's an all-star game. It's for entertainment. It's, nobody's out there looking to compete. And that's what they've seen the last 10 years. Like, Ant is 21, 22. 
this is what he's seen the last 10 years. Because I'm talking about the games we watched when we was younger, like the, the Jordan game, his last officer game, which was in Atlanta. I was 13 during that game. The We talked about it on the last episode about the, the Iris and Stephon Marbury game. Like, we were 11, 12. So, imagine we see those games. That's what we're used to seeing. Because it used to be about not wanting to lose. I'm going to go at this player, being competitive. I'm going to go out here and try and win MVP. And I was just like, hey, it's a showcase. Uh, it's a branding event, which you said a few times. It's it's a break. It's a week off. We got to play in this game, and today they on the island. True. Nah, yeah, for sure. I definitely um, agree with some of those same beats there. And another thing, I know the one big thing I see a lot of people have a problem with. Um, well, not have a problem with. I don't want to say it ain't a problem. But one thing, the one complaint I do see because they also shot 138. 146. 146 combined threes this year. That's crazy. And um, once again, like I said, not making an excuse for how the game is being played. I just think that's, that's honestly how I think the game is being played. I think a lot of the big difference is when you see stuff like that um, is that there are just more people one-on-one not to get to the basket anymore necessarily like Kobe trying to get to the mid-range, Iverson, Marbury trying to get layups. Even as far as KG, you know, them having they it's all-star game. So, coaches would give those players the opportunity to do this because, like, I know you can, but this is one time you can actually do this. Um, I think more players go one-on-one for jump shots, for long jump shots, for three-pointers, than they do necessarily even get to the basket as far as slashing goes. So, that's, like, my one theory on why the three-pointers would be up that much because everybody's a jump shooter now. Like, regardless of how you play the game, you know what your you know what your play style is. At some point, everybody now realistically is a jump shooter, especially if you're on the wing as a guard or just you know a forward or whatever. So I think that attributes to a lot of you know, like say 146 threes. Even in the All Star game, I understand that these are supposed to be the best 24, the 26 players that were two uh, replacements this year. So I get that you know these are the best players, and realistically, nobody's in the All Star game for defense, honestly. Like most of the players in the All Star game, is average. Man, no ben Wallace, <laughs> like most of the most and they shot one hundred sixty eight threes. One hundred sixty, and once again, these aren't excuses. If you find these problems with the game, this is just what I'm saying, and my thoughts on it is like everybody's a jump shooter, realistically. Everybody's a twenty five point per game scorer in this event. Like, look at all the first time All Stars. I think you know Paolo was averaging twenty three second year in the league. Tyrese Maxey's second year as a full time starter is averaging twenty five twenty six points. Um, Scotty Barnes probably the only one that's not because he's just now at the point of his he, career. He had 20. Yeah, twenty. I'm saying below. I'm saying closer to twenty four, twenty five. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. like say, he's but like he's 21. Yeah, but he's at twenty one though, and like say, this is what his fourth year in the league. This is his first year, first couple months as the main player since you know Toronto has made all those trades. So it's a lot of offense in the game, regardless if they're playing defense or not. If they were playing a little more defense, no. East doesn't put up 211 points. Let me get up. Let's get that out of the way. That doesn't happen if they are actually trying to play competitive defense or intentional defense. But at some point, the game probably is going to be in the 180s, 170s. And I, you know, there's nothing you can do about it when there's four players on the court that can give you 30 in a regular official defense NBA game. Once again, not what would you change because at this point, there's nothing anybody can do outside the players but did my fucking that did you see the adam silver quote or what people were saying how adam silver was feeling yeah, yeah about how he wanted this to be 
a good weekend. Because he, he's made it known that he was, yeah, yeah, he's made it known that he was looking forward to this weekend and he wanted to be competitive and okay. just that he wanted it to matter. And I'll give, and you know, um, for, like I say once before I get to that, my uh, question on it. And I get why, you know, of course it's Indiana, small mark wise, but I don't think people understand if you're not a real basketball person, so you wouldn't be in the know for real. But I don't think people understand how culturally um, basketball, how big culturally basketball is in Indiana. Like, I know we talk New York, Chicago, L.A., um, Atlanta, Texas, all these different places. No, Indiana don't just be sending top five picks to the league every other year in their high school classes. But as far as just the sport of basketball, I don't think there's a big, there's probably not a bigger state for basketball in Indiana. So all that goes into why Adam Silver will want this to be a good weekend as well for the All-Star break. But once again, I'm not going to ask you what you can change because there's nothing nobody can do to get the players to want to be more competitive. Is that in the third? I'm not going to ask you how much money would you add on as an incentive because we're not doing that. But what would you want to see the All-Star game turn into from this point out right. if it's not going to be the not necessarily super competitive, but if it's not going to be the let's make it entertainingly competitive where everybody's satisfied. What would you want to see with the All-Star game, I guess, at this Short point? in the game. Ten minutes? Two yeah. halves? Yeah. Ten minutes? Like, I I am, and I'm not going to give my same long rant that I gave earlier, just listen to it again, apply it here. I don't believe that you, like, the paying the money for the in-season tournament is one thing. That's different. Let's compete for this during the year. That's different. This, this like, this weekend, I don't care if people consider it charity. All-Star weekend is supposed to be charity for the game. Right. And I don't believe in players having to get paid to do it. I, I don't even, I, don't, I, I wouldn't even consider it, honestly. I would cut this weekend out before I played them. <laughs> we, we announce the All-Stars, oh, we no, celebrate sure. them. We'll do the Legends brunch. Y'all can show up to that, and everybody can go on by. And you can way. still do your branding for the week. Go to all those meetings and this, that, and the you third. Go on our way. Play it. <laughs> What's play, the eat a week off? Play, play two ten-minute quarters, ten-minute halves, twenty-minute halves, running clock, and we can go on by our day. Um, they would hate that. They would hate that they, too, and they would because it's gonna make <laughs> the money shorter, and it's gonna be annoying because like they would hate that too. I think. I don't think the game has to be 180 to 170. I think no matter what, it's going to be. No, I'm just saying I don't have a problem. That's all-star game. I don't have a problem. That's what it is. It's going to be somewhere between 120 and 150 because it's going to be parts of the game where it is going to be oops and wide open shots and stuff like that. But people don't even like, they don't even try to put a hand in somebody's face or something like that or just take certain matchups personally. It's it's like whatever. If, If they want to look at this week as a break, Make it a break. Um, I would take certain things away. Like, let's just start going away from it. If, if this is just about y'all having a break, what's the point of having this game and stuff like that? And you could just have a shorter game where you still play and you get on the court a little bit for the fans. Um, they can come to practices so they can see y'all practice and do practice events and stuff like that. And y'all can all be on the court at a certain time. But a full-blown game and stuff like that, I would, I would just go away from it. <laughs> like that, if that's gonna be dramatic, something I don't believe in the the baseball way that they did for a couple for those years yeah. of making still, the winner. It's still like that. Yeah, is it? it yeah, the winner get home, home for Everybody hates that. I don't believe in that. I remember when baseball made the change. Never thought that they should have did that. 
understood why they did it as well though, but I don't believe you gotta do that. No, for sure. Um NFL where they take so many rules away where the game where a lot of people just don't like the game how it looks. Right, like I, I, I would just I would just shorten the game. I would maybe if you still want to do four quarters, I'd probably do eight minute quarters. Yeah. Like I would I would they go back hate, to high school alone. Eight, eight, eight minute quarters. Get in there, get out of there. And they're still way like I lo- I I love the legends the legends brunch thing they did this year. Because shout you to, always want to celebrate those. Yeah, celebrate shout out to Jalen Rose. He got into the Hall of Fame for philanthropy and stuff that he's giving back to the game and with his school and stuff like that. And since it was in Indiana, and Oscar Robinson, he did he is from Indiana. We was just trying to figure that out the other day because he's on the team that in the movie Hoosiers who they beat. Oscar oh, is on the other team. Okay, okay, okay. He on the other okay, team. Okay, okay. Um. But I like how they, like, Oscar Robinson, Larry Bird, oh, all yeah, Reggie sure. Miller was there. Oh, yeah, the Legends Brunch was dope. If you didn't see the Legends Brunch, you should check that out. The oh, Legends yeah. Brunch was, was really good. Um, but, yeah, use it as a way to celebrate the game. It's just, it's a break, so you don't really got to play. You can still practice a little bit so the fans can come there. You can do media time at the practice, do mm-hmm. an eight-minute game, and everybody go on their vacation that they want to go on. Um, I would not pay them extra money to play. I would not. Like, I don't mind them, I don't mind, like, the MVP getting extra incentives. If you win MVP, you get the trophy, you get your, Kia is over this, you get a car. Kia want to put a bag up on it. I'm, I'm cool with if the winners. If our sponsors want to do that, right. cool. I, as I'm cool NBA, with sponsors want to do stuff. Do, I'm not doing that as the NBA. But even, like, for the dunk contest, that's why I said that everyone that enters this should get paid. No, they mm-hmm. shouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, Ew. you should not. The winner can Ew. get paid. You want to get a winner and the run-up a little bag? A little something. Hey, this is sponsored by the Hilton Hotel. You get to the resort, whatever. <laughs> I'm cool with all that. But thinking you got to get these folks $5 million for the win, $3 million for the win, a million, 500000 for showing up. Like, I'm sorry. Adam Silver, I would say get rid of the game before you did all that. And um, Because there's a way for it to just be entertaining and not have it to be competitive. Make it shorter so you don't got to watch the whole thing. Like, make it shorter. Eight-minute quarters or two, like, 16-minute halves. <laughs> running clock, 20-minute halves, running clock. Mm-hmm. And then everybody going about their way. No, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have I wouldn't have a problem with that because, once again, if that's how it's going to be, that's what it's going to feel like. We might as well do that. The only people who would be mad at that. a good concert in halftime. Get get not somebody. Hudson, oh not Jennifer Hudson. That's what I'm saying. Like actually, and, actually put some thought into who's like, gonna perform at halftime. Like, right? Did they just pick up? Because like, I don't, I don't know, get why. Like, like, she no disrespect. She even performed. If she would have did spotlight, I'm like, okay, yeah. But man, Jennifer Hudson ain't got no slaps like that. And and she don't Ooh, got no slaps like been. that. And no disrespect. Maybe I ain't in the know, but like she's not topping the charts at the moment. No, so. she she got from Indiana. She from Chicago. She got a pretty decent talk show going on right now but as far music? I, nah, I was gonna say as far as music goes nah she ain't got no slaps for real especially so, not right now so put some like, thought into the into the halftime performance let somebody perform and I ain't saying it gotta be a rapper once we not no saying, it ain't gotta be a rapper but it could, it could it just be, be Beyonce for all I like that's that, what but, I said but, last but, night why they, I mean but Jennifer Hudson <laughs> Jennifer Hudson no dear shout she out Jennifer no Hudson she ain't no diva man no nah, like Jennifer Hudson nah, yeah. like come on man nah, yeah. American Idol she ain't even wearing that 
That's why I said, what's that Tasia was there? Like, yeah, exactly. Tasia would have been up there kicking the shoes <laughs> off. And she got some hits. Like, Fantasia got some slaps. Exactly. That's Fantasia the reason why she won American Idol and she didn't. Like, but, no, seriously. Um, but, yeah, put put some thought into who's going to perform at halftime, shorten the game, celebrate, make it an overall celebration. If you in Indiana, bring out all the former Indiana All-Stars, people from Indiana who are have been All-Stars, Hall of Famers. Play a quick exhibition game. Go home. Not for sure. Um, before I switch No topics. extra money. They don't do no, like, no extra money. Give back to the game. I said I wasn't going to go back into my rap, but like, give <laughs> back, back to into the, the game, game man. Not give sure. back but to the before game. Before we switch topics and get out of here, um, I had a thought because, I don't know, I just thought it would be something cool. I mean, we've seen the NBA All-Star game be in Las Vegas um, once before. Would you like to see them go? I'm not saying this had any effect on the games, competitiveness, how the players play. But would you like to see them move the All Star game to non NBA locations, like not necessarily even like Seattle, right. where they had the NBA team for? But I was thinking like San Diego, the you know Alabama, just places where there right. aren't NBA um, teams at. Yep. So two things. I would like that. I don't like an idea that I saw. I think Complex Sports put it out about taking the game out of the smaller market. Like it was no, in Utah last best. year, Indiana. We ain't got to go it, it don't just got to be in L.A. and Miami every year. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with King of the Court at the All-Star game because the one-on-one, no. the three. We, we, don't I think it's more risk for a player getting hurt doing that than playing in the 5-on-5 exhibition. Exactly. Game. I don't want to see none of that. But your idea of none having none – professional team locations, I like that because you're expanding the game there. Then you can also do that internationally. Internationally. Like, put this thing in Paris next year. Put this thing in anywhere except Australia because some players might not make it back. But, yeah, like, for real, though, pull up in Kansas City. It ain't just got to be the traditional places, too. Vegas is lit. We can go to Vegas. But But pull up in Vegas. Pull up in Kansas City. Pull up in Birmingham. Pull up in Seattle. Pull up to uh, San Diego. Pull up to Mexico City. Go to Mexico. Go to Brazil one year. Let's go to London. Like, wh- why not touch in these other places? I think that's truly expanding the game, doing something like that. Like, I think that's cool. Um, destination events are definitely cool. And I think an international all-star game would be crazy. Like, and it would have to be a – the first maybe one or two international ones would have to be – a destination. That's why I said Paris, London, places where people like so they'll go crazy. I mean, somewhere in China, Tokyo, big a big name place. Um, I think would be cool. But like all the game in Birmingham, like everybody you, they might hear that and they might look that game would be huge. That you game gonna get, will be you gonna lit, get people from bro. Atlanta traveling there. The Alabama people Orleans. gonna be there. New Orleans, no, like a lot of people that travel to that game. A game in Kansas City, like Kansas City has diehard fans. That game will go crazy. Um, in in the New England area, Connecticut or something like that. It don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. be in Boston, um, Connecticut Delaware, area, Delaware. Like sure. Yeah, why not touch these other places, especially if they got cap- capable stadiums that you can use? No, I, yeah, think that, sure. I think that's a really especially like good with idea. how Dallas and the Wizards are doing their stadiums. Over the yeah. next couple years, like yeah, put some in Virginia or something I'm, like that. Because yeah. I'm not a fan of going to 40. I don't want all these teams, but this nah, is a way you could touch, touch other locations, sure. and they should use that. I mean, we already talked about that for the end season tournament as well as touching these other locations. Nah. All right, one more thought before we switch, and this is an only you definitely ain't even gotta be on the same page with me on this one because it's kind of stupid. But what if 
because like I said, I don't think Adam Silver wants to take the All Star game away. I feel like yeah, he, he wants. Don't. I feel like he wants something there. What if, like I said, this is the, the stupidest idea ever. What if we just have an All Star tournament, <laughs> like break the team down. Yeah, break break break, break the teams down and like just do some five on five shit like that way we can have just a score incorporated. We still probably gonna get the big stars or even if we you know something like that like. I mean, hey, I think at this point, if you want to try, why not? Yeah. I think trying anything other than saying we got to pay these folks to show up (laughs) is cool. Everything before that, that's like. Once you got to pay them to show up and you got to pay them to play. Because I haven't seen that as a thing that was reported that that's what some players would, to help make it more competitive, they would want to cash if they want. Like, if you ain't got that incentive in your contract, fire your agent. Like, that ain't our fault. Like, nah. But well, yeah, some iteration of a tournament, kind of like the how the Rising Stars is. Then yeah, what well, that that'll be? Why not try it? Because at this point, you're just trying stuff. Because yeah. I mean, the event is a, it's a it's a branding event, man. But I get why it, it's a. You could tell Adam Silver w- was upset a little bit, disappointed, because this is a big event, and he he was trying to make it about basketball, and he makes it about new basketball innovations and also at the same time you you are you weren't just selling they weren't just selling their stars showing up right they were selling that these stars are the best player in the world and that just brought out a natural competitiveness and it just that just went away like it it just went away it don't matter to to play and that's i mean that's when you get into the new era of everybody being friends and people was friends before. But when we grew up, you wanted to compete against your friends. Sure. We competed against our friends. We were teammates with our family. And now everybody family. So everybody, <laughs> everybody brothers and God for parents. And so it's like, There's hey. No separation of the line. We, we about to hook up. We about to, we, 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 we going, going out we tonight. We linking up. up. What we going yeah. to get sweaty for? We trying to link up right. after this. So they going, they, you know what I mean? They, they left Indiana. They hit the town. So. You're probably right. Something wrong with like. But, um, but once again, shout out to All-Star Week, Weekend. Shout out to the, the participants. Shout out to the NBA for putting on this event for the fans year in and year out. Because this is one time where regardless of how you feel about it or not, All-Star Weekend is for the fans, in yep. my opinion. It is. Um, this is their, this is showing them appreciation for supporting the players. Because once again, y'all can't just be All-Stars without the game. The, not having the game won't make y'all not All-Stars. Like, y'all be All-Stars without All-Star game. Yeah, that's about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> they don't play the Pro Bowl no more, right? They just yeah, they still, they, No, they still play. They? Yeah, they play it, okay. but it's basically, um, I don't know, slant routes, the no tackles, no, you know, I think can't tackle quarterback and all that kind of crazy stuff. It's real. The Pro Bowl is real limited to where a lot of the players and a lot of the fans don't like it, honestly. Um, I don't know, but did you see what Adam Silver's, some of his thoughts on the future of the G League at night? Nah, what did he say about that? Um, basically, to sum it up, uh, paraphrasing, with the, you know, with the NILs, he just, he doesn't see where the, you know, he doesn't see where it goes from here, basically, because you have the college play, you know, players going to college taking NILs. That was kind of the whole point of the G League at night. And realistically, they've had players. These are my thoughts right now. But um, real, like they've had players drafted top 10, um, still waiting on the players to have success in the league because they're still young players, so you don't know how it's going to turn out. But realistically, is the G League Ignite taking anything away from college basketball, to tell the truth? 
I think at this point there's more players going to different places, especially like those five stars. Like the number one player next year is going to Rutgers. I don't think we would have saw that ten years ago, fifteen years ago. That's something we would have saw in the eighties, seventies. But I don't think that was saw, that would not have been something we would have saw growing up as teenagers, middle school, high school, even you know college age or whatever. Got in the third. But how do you feel about the? Um, how you kind of feel about it? Like him just not being sure about you know what to do with it because of the NIL, basically, or where it's gonna go because of the NILs. I mean, I think the ignite. I never thought it was going to stay around long term, honestly. But I don't think the NIL are completely affected because they're still only getting so many players. Right. So it's not like they're picking from everybody. It may affect them getting the top players here and there. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to get those guys that's like, especially the ones that don't want to go to school, don't even want to play the game. And it's like, I'm just going to go straight. Like, that was Scoot, Scoot's whole mindset was, I want to be a basketball player. Uh, this is why I need to go to train to do that, to be ready. So I think you're still going to get those guys. Um, I think the NIL will incentivize players that want to go to college anyway. You want to go to college. Your parents want you to go to college. Your parents are pushing you to go to college. Because uh, there's been a few parents that's like, yeah, we ain't even playing. We going to school. Um, so I think it's still going to be space for that. But I think what what he should do, or and what I even think he's going to do, is focus more on those NBA academies, which we've talked about right. plenty of time on our shows for the people that have listened. Um, I think he's going to put more stock into the NBA academies. But the G League at night is cool because not only does it give young players a chance, it also gives like some of those veteran, veteran players a chance, too, to go and be vets to young players, be around these NBA coaches, and... None of them have gotten opportunities yet for real, but I think something could come out of it. Because, I mean, just like even a couple years ago, uh, Kevin Murphy, people who don't know him, shout out to Murph. He went to Creekside here in Atlanta. He had a big year in the Big Three, and he got an invite to be on the G League at night team. Not even as one of the younger upcoming players, because at this point, he's a, not old, but he's in his 30s, so he's an older player. But to come be a vet, play on this team, maybe you get an opportunity. So. I think stuff like that still could happen. So I don't think they're going to lose out. But if he went away from it and just focused on the NBA academies, I wouldn't be mad at that either because I think that's that's what's next. Um, no, for sure. I think that's what's next. But the G League at night is going to be convenient because he's never going to lower that. I ain't going to say never. But it's definitely not in his plans to lower that age. So it's still right. going to be an option for people. And as I've said before, I see him raising the age before lowering it. So – People still going to play – you still going to get a couple players to the G League at night. It's still going to happen. No, yeah, I get what you – I can definitely get that. But, Especially um, if this year they get another top pick. This will be the third straight year yeah. with a top three pick. Because yep. so, you got Jalen Green went two. I mean, Kaminga went seven. Six or seven or seven, eight, something seven, like that. Yep. Scoot went two. Yep. Uh, and they got – is it Ron Holland? I think he's supposed to be a top five pick this year, potentially top three. Hmm. So – if players keep going in the top five, that's the lane, and players are going to continue to follow. No, for sure. Speaking of the G League, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the uh, Phoenix Suns just uh, recently got a G League affiliated team. Yeah. Um, and because once again, Adam Silver's goal for every for every team to have a G League affiliated team, because that's how you keep. I don't know what's the eventual end goal for the G League, but you know. Eventually, it's going to be a farm system-like thing to Basically. where 
the NBA academies might feed into that or the G League, it might depend on how the player feels about it or how the player wants to go about his route as far as going to the NBA. Um, I ain't gonna ask you like, I know you like the idea or not, but um, do you want to see them add more teams sooner than later as far as affiliated teams? Because a lot of teams at this point do have them, but there still are teams without them. I thought the Phoenix was the last one. Is Phoenix the last one? I think Phoenix made it now that every team has one. I think every team has an affiliate, and then there's two teams. I think the G League at night is ran by the league, and then the Mad Ants are affiliated. It's another team that's not affiliated. Um, That's not affiliated with nobody. I I think Phoenix was the last one, but if they're not the last one, and especially with the NBA, they're definitely going to add at least two more teams. I do think, because, I mean, it do make sense for it to be a farm system. I'm not one of these people who think it's too much talent in the league and players are getting um, players getting cut because they ain't good. Because they ain't getting picked up in other places either. And everybody just isn't an NBA player. Being talented, you can be a pro and still not be an NBA it. player. That's the whole point of the NBA being special. It's not enough spots for everybody. But with that being said, we know they're going to add two more teams. But having the G League, I think, as a farm system and even as, I mean, it helped save the league last year with COVID. Uh, when you have player injuries, I think it should be convenient to be able to pull these players up. When you got these young players and you know that he's not about to play a lot, you can still get game reps by going down to play to the G League. So I think that is is pivotal because you're not just sitting on the bench. Even though you may spend time with both of us, right. you're not just sitting on the bench here. You're at least still going down there getting in some reps. And in reps in our playbooks and our system. Exactly. With our coaches right. and things like that. Because, like I say, if, if it's their affiliate in particular, it's our system and stuff like that. So, the G League is, is one of the best things the NBA has done. And being intentional about wanting every team to have an affiliate was smart. Just for a developmental standpoint and just for, like, when you have those times. Because how many times, I, I don't think it's happened yet this year. And not that it happens every year, but it's been a few times you pop up and this team have like six players on the roster because everybody's hurt. Pull from the G League team. And even not though so. you may not make the roster, that, that, if I'm a G League, I feel good about them couple games I had to get called up. Uh, and sure. Everybody know I'm an NBA player. Right. Say it in my bio. NBA, <laughs> NBA player. Like, yeah, you know, I let them know. Like, <laughs> I play the game in the NBA. I'm an NBA player. So, yeah, I like, I like what the G League is doing. Shout out to Phoenix for getting the team. I think they were the last – team to get a team but if anybody else need a team they should they should be getting it nah, for sure. um would you like to see it more turn into a mlb-esque farm system i guess where you have you know how i don't know how they would do it because you know you have the um, where you got double a and then triple a then you go to the majors right. i don't know how you would incorporate that into the nba but would you like to see i guess not just adding more teams but more advancements to how the g league is off is operated or how it's structured. I don't know what See, else you could do to it. So, yeah, I don't that, know what you could do to it. But. I'm saying from that, I don't think so. Because I don't think it needs more. It's not going to need more teams to me until they add more teams. No, yeah, for so sure. So then everybody can have an affiliate. And I don't think you just need, like, three different legs. Like, you don't need a, another G League. Because now you Cause are now getting you, back into how young are we letting these players into the league. So exactly. Yeah, and, and I don't think everyone deserves a spot because they're a pro you don't or they're need good. More than one G, or, you don't need more than realistically one or two G League night type teams. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, li- I like what they're doing. I think the, the best thing that they could do is how they continue to incorporate them in certain aspects of All-Star Weekend. 
and maybe during preseason mm-hmm. do more scrimmages. If everybody got a team like we we here in Atlanta, the Hawks have the Skyhawks. Maybe one game let the Skyhawks play the Hawks as a scrimmage. No, even when they do the open practice, that's what the open practice should be. They should scrimmage the G League team. Yeah, That'd be cool. No, yeah, I, I actually now that I agree with because now you definitely get to those G League players who you are thinking about calling up. They get. Not an NBA atmosphere, but an NBA esque atmosphere where they're yeah. gonna have to take warm ups like an NBA, all that. I would, you know, I would have it be an NBA type game while just being open practice as far as media, how the game is played, as far as warm ups, shoot around, all that. I would keep it everything the same, but make it, yeah. keep it, have it as an NBA atmosphere. I guarantee you, somebody will get a look off that too, because somebody gonna go out there and gonna be killing and they're gonna get a look. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. But, um, you got anything else for this episode? Uh, nah, that was pretty much it that I could think of. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. So, other than that, just always appreciate the supporters. Uh, you know, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Do your Google search the Hoopers Pod, follow us on Twitter at Hoopers Pod. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube, search Hoopers Pod on there. Everything's Hoopers Pod. Um, we got a couple more games, a couple more days to these games start because there's no game until Thursday, so that'll that's going to be interesting. Uh, well, I guess we could say since we were recording, Jock Vaughn got let go today. It's funny how a year changes because he literally got a contract extension last year. Um, what happened was so different in Brooklyn that now you got to let him go. Sean Marks need to get let go. And that's the opposite. Everybody like, oh, we still got Sean Marks. Like, yeah, I know Sean Marks been here through all the ups and the downs and the four coaches that he done had now with Steve Nash, Jock Vaughn, uh, Kevin, Kenny Atkinson. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Kevin Ollie because I'm a fan of Kevin Ollie. He's the interim coach. He probably should just be named the head coach to tell probably you the truth. Um, yeah, so shout out to him. Um, but it's just funny how a year changes. Like I said, Jack Vaughn had just got that extension last year when they were in first place and then decided to have stupid contract negotiations to womp mess womp. up their season. But, yeah. Took the whole season for no reason. Yeah. But other than that, you know, shout out to everybody that's checking out the podcast. Uh, continue to do that. No, for sure. And with that being said, I'm John W. Spreadshirts. And this was the Hoopers Pod.